Nikki Haley makes an effort to blend in with people. Maine's uh, Secretary of State tries to do her best to be relevant. I think that Ooh, would be a good. She tries her best like to that. be relevant. Nonpartisan relevancy, by the way. Yes. Uh, you know, Argentina's president's kicking butt. I don't care if you like that or not. And migrants. What are we going to do about them migrants? There's a whole lot of illegals trying to be legal, but they're doing it illegally. Stay tuned for this and more on Self-Evident Podcast. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You have Massey. You got Mike. Yo! You got the boys. You can't even see their cameras because they don't like it anymore. And I think it's because they don't do their hair when they get up in the morning. They just roll out of bed. They just kind of roll out of bed. And, and they're like, Dad, I'm ready for work, Dad. Ready That's exactly for work. what happens right there. What you just said is very true. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, they're pretty responsible. They set their own alarms. They're getting up on their yeah, own. So they're go. pretty good. You know, it's, it's early here. You know, it's an early morning. We, we run a, a heavy shift. Yeah, we do. Because we these are sometimes pre-recorded, sometimes live. When we pre-record, we try to come in as early as possible to get them done. So we have the rest of the day to do what we need to do. But that could be changing in the near future. Anyway, um, so Mike, we've had a, we've had a, how was everyone's Christmas? How was it? How was the, how, did you get everything you wanted and more? I mean, that's covetousness, but I mean, did you get, <laughs> yeah, did you celebrate <laughs> greedy capitalism and, you know, materialism and forsaking Jesus Christ for those presents under the yeah, yeah. pagan ritual holiday yeah, we're tree? Like, All right, we're dancing in carols. What's under the tree? Right. And, and I hope uh, you feel okay on your way to hell with your Christmas trees and the lighting on it, which resembles the candles that they burned in honor of the pagan gods. Now go for it. Whatever you want to do. That's fine. We should have done a whole thing on that. <laughs> I think we did one last year. Did we? I think so. A whole so. thing on the I tree remember. thing? I know we did Halloween. I think we did Christmas as well, but I could be wrong. Well, St. Nick was a real guy, real Christian, real giver. We should have just done a whole thing on it this year. I mean, you know, make it new, right? Anyway, so I got pretty much everything I I, I asked for, I guess, but it's weird because we don't... I Typically, with Carrie, I buy her things, you know, whenever she desires it or whatever. Right. She's like, hey, I would really like that. So I don't really, like, wait for Christmas and kind of spend a bunch of money because then that's just foolish to me. Because <laughs> then at the end, you're like, dang, I got to spend how much money? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of catches yeah. you off guard. However, I impressed. I impressed, and then the boys were impressed. I hope they were impressed. We got them a bunch of stuff, including a fun one in the bed. Yeah, okay. So we got, a good <laughs> we got a good amount of stuff. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas. I hope you guys enjoy your new year. Uh, thank you to all of you who have supported our year-end campaign. Uh, that's still available at theselfevidenttruth.com if you guys want to donate. You guys can. We're reaching $50,000 to help us launch the new year. Uh, and we've had some decent turnout, so we're, we're really excited, and we would love for you guys to, to help if you can. If you can't, we'll just keep praying for us that uh, more funds would be available for us to do this. Um, just, just it, Money makes the world go wrong, guys, and, and that's just honest, so we just need support. Uh, also, if you want to become a monthly sponsor, you feel like, hey, man, I really want to shift my funds 
uh, to this ministry, do it. Uh, again, theselfevidenttruth.com. Go on the upper right-hand side of the site. You'll see donation or donate and shop uh, as two buttons up there. Uh, and you guys can click on the donate one. It'll lead you to, to where you need to go. So we just appreciate all your support, all your prayers, all your love. All the comments, our YouTube videos have been popping, and the liberals are out in mass. Oh, man, <laughs> they know how to talk, boy. So anyways, I, we're, I, we're having a blast. I noticed the Constitution ones seem to be hitting off, which is odd. Which is dumb. One, one guy actually said on there, that was just words on paper. They didn't actually mean to live by it. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Oh. They fought an entire war, right, and destroyed all the resources to write things on paper they didn't believe. Can Makes sense. Can I use that argument next time? Because uh, it's just words on a paper. Because people, people willingly go to martyr themselves for a cause they don't believe in. Exactly. That's how martyr martyrism works. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's expedient. It's politically expedient for you to give up your life for something you don't believe in. You know what? The best comment we got to do a whole show on this. The best comment we get, and it comes up often. Why are we going to listen to you guys? Christians have done so many wars in the name of Jesus. Which and, uh, I think we'll the hit only that one they one name is Crusades. Time. The only one they ever name is Crusades. The Crusades. Which we can blow that out of the water too, but it's like, dude, do you, like <laughs> we'll hit that next time. But just these comments, I'm like, oh, you brought up something new I've never seen before. Dang, I'm sorry. You know, no. How am I going to answer that? Anyways, it's been fun this last few weeks uh, putting up some videos, and we're getting out there, so it's 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 better. We're getting more subscribers, so the more they comment, the more people subscribe. Game on. It just feels kind of somber this it. morning. This is yeah. not working. Come on, Duncan, up your game. Huh? Did you get decaf today? No, did I didn't. Regular? I actually did regular today. Huh. I'm trying to supercharge the blood. I need some nitrous in the blood. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll get going. You guys ready? We're ready. Kind Man. Of. So, Nikki Haley. She, she should drop out. She needs to just be done. She made an effort. So, she wanted to impress with connecting with the folk, but it kind of backfired on her. The <laughs> um, <De> folk. <laughs> So, anyways, when asked by a person at a town hall, hall about the cause of the Civil War, she said, well, don't come with an easy question, right? She said, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. Freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. <laughs> then she turned around on, and mind you, those are quotes, turned around on him and said, what do you think? And he's like, I'm not running for president. So she added, I think it always comes down to the role of government and what the <laughs> rights of the people are. And I will always stand by the fact that I think government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. I mean, like, we need to have capitalism. For our malls and stuff. Yeah, we need to have economic freedom. <laughs> we need to make sure that we do, like, all things so that individuals have liberties to what they can have freedom of speech Freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without, like, government getting in the way. Mind you, like, 99% of that is quotation. Everybody's pointing out that Haley didn't mention slavery. Um, to me, it's more that her answer was a fake gobbledygook answer that tried to shoehorn in every keyword imaginable. Yeah, the buzzwords. The buzzwords. I'm sure her campaign manager was looking at her and was like, okay, this is what you need to say. You got to throw these in somewhere. I don't care how you do it, just do it. Rights of the people, 
freedom, capitalism, <laughs> economic, economic freedom. freedom, freedom of religion, get government out of the way. Can you do that? Haley responded with, hold my beer. <laughs> or, like, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm going to rock this. <laughs> and rock she did. Sunk her campaign right through that show. It is. Everybody is pointing out, like, she didn't even mention slavery. It's like, I don't mind that she didn't mention slavery because that's kind of a given. Yeah. Slavery slavery was a part of it. Yes, a huge part of it. But to me, man, it was also government interference. It was. So there was a lot of of stuff. Government authoritarianism. War is not just one cause thing. There's no. always something behind it. No. Just did we all learn anything from the war on terror? They attacked us. And then we got all their resources, their their oil, <laughs> we got money. We had transferred oh so gosh. much money to them. We uh, took over, we, tried we, to set up democracies, which is not our job. And then we skipped town and left billions upon billions <laughs> in military equipment for them. <clears throat> Here you go. And trained them Happy too. Happy birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's methods of war. I know the Mongols definitely did that. <laughs> you know, we're just going to leave you all our weapons. Yeah, train you. Yeah, we'll train you. To beat you. us one day. Yeah. What are we thinking? God, no, th- <laughs> we it's, are it's stupid. Just, dude, I don't care what y'all say. This is all a setup to me. This is all... Destruction of America. <clears throat> they're doing everything they can to destroy the name of America mm-hmm. and weaken America. That's why yeah. you see so much uh, manliness being destroyed. That manhood is wrong and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are terrible. Men are this. Men are pigs. Men are whatever. So you have to feminize yourself. You got to get more in touch with your feelings, which I'm not saying that's always bad. I think men need to understand how women operate and their kids operate. I think that's important. <clears throat> but when you're not led, I'm telling you, and, and we'll get flagged for this, if we're not led by the Spirit, all you're going to do is fall into emotionalism. And I've heard this quote, and I've used it a thousand times, emotions are great companions but terrible leaders. And that's what's been happening to men. What can I say to get into her pants is basically mm-hmm. what... what yeah. So we just we almost kind of react that way. And then all of a sudden you see the feminization of men. And then more gays start coming out. And all of a sudden it's like now they're hanging out with women. It's like it's almost like we're created to be a laughing stock right now that other countries look at us and go, dang, and trans issue, trans... Really, you know, so right, and I think a lot of people will. Th- oh, that's just that that globalist deep state conspiracy theory. Think about this rationally. There are plenty of people in the government in high levels who do not subscribe to America first. They're subscribed to the global agenda, the global movement first. Right, right. Well, how do you usher that in then to weaken America? America 100%. has always been that independence 100%. force against this whole uh, consolidating force of the globe. Right. And you've got China on the other side who is really pulling the strings of a whole global movement coalescing together because it benefits them because they know they can run it. They can control it. Right. And America's done its aspect of that. But you have a bunch of people right now. Biden especially, who are more concerned about how do we bring America down so that everybody's equal? Because so many of these people think through the lens of power. It's through the lens of power that they see the world. America's too powerful. We got to limit it down. And there's also this out-group bias. So anything that's in-group is bad, out-group good. That's why they say white people are so evil. 
because they're part of the white group and they think everybody else is better. Other cultures are better. Other countries are better. That's the messaging you hear from the left all the time. That's right. We want to be more like the Scandinavian countries. Uh, black that people are, are so oppressed. Predominantly and, white. And, right. And, <laughs> predominantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who was it? Oh, somebody made made somebody absolutely their brain explodes, some leftist. I can't remember who it was, but the leftist, oh, it was uh, 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 Gavin, uh, what's his name, from Rebel Media Canada, the guy who's kind of attached with Proud Boys, but he's not anymore. I can't remember what his last name is. But this lady was like, well, other countries are better, and we need to become more like them. And he's Gavin like, was like, oh, he's not and, like Turkey, and, right? And, yeah, what exactly. European, what, he goes, what <laughs> European countries are you talking Scandinavian about? Scandinavian countries. And he's like, so the ones that are more predominantly white. <laughs> the ones that you're just decrying right now. She goes, that's one way to look at it, I guess. It's like, it's the only way you're looking yeah. at it. You, you, you don't uplift Turkey or Iran as <laughs> these bastions. Bastions of, of liberty and hope <laughs> and economic success. You know, and I think that's what makes it so hilarious is... I think when, when, when we talk about things uh, are, what would you call it? Conspiracy theories. When we talk like that and we say it's just a theory, it's like deductive reasoning creates theories. Everyone right. has a theory. they right. got to quit using the word conspiracy theory. Everything to us is a theory because we're not in the whole mix. We can just see the fruit of things. So when we see the fruit of something, we're making a judgment. When we make a judgment, that's a theory. We're saying, yep. okay, this is what I believe this is to be. You have feminized an entire country, right, for the, be for the, for the, for the most part. You're trying to do that. You don't see China feminizing themselves. No, or their military. Russia. You don't or see Iran. Russia doing it. How many Muslims do you see of feminizing themselves? Exactly. Uh, these major countries who are big players in the globe with their military forces, you're not seeing them cater to a feminization. You're not seeing them cater to transgenderism. You're not seeing them. And all you're doing to us is saying we're more inclusive, but yet we're getting weaker on inclusion. And, and China is actively trying to suppress that type of thing. They're, they're keeping the transitioning stuff out of the algorithms on their social media. They're keeping people off of those type of websites, and they're pushing forward science, you know, math, Things, military yeah, discipline, yeah. masculinity, you know. Like. Don't get us wrong. I don't think it should be controlled. We're saying uh, when it's promoted by government, that's yeah. a huge difference. You can't control what people do with their lives. That's not what we're talking about. But when it's constantly promoted by media, by the government itself, by business interests and what they're uh, giving into, and Target's a great example. I think Disney's yeah. a great example. They're they're losing so much money, but somehow they they still keep going. Right, and and if you want to say no, the government's not promoting that. <laughs> uh, look at Joe, Joe Biden's Christmas video. You don't have to go any farther than that. That is a government-sanctioned piece of propaganda that obliterates Christianity, obliterates traditional values, obliterates traditional genders. It does everything all at once, right? So, so let's move out of the private sphere into the public sphere. All the grants, all of the programs, all of the promotional in, uh, information, right? All the like, invitations to the White House that have been really right. disgusting and who, sick. Who are they connecting <clears throat> with and who are they trying to speak through? Who are they aligning with? The, the influencers who are especially transgender and all right, that. Right, right. You can't look past that. And you cannot say that the government is not 
promoting and using as an right. as a vehicle of prop, uh, propaganda this whole idea of feminizing the it truly nation, is it truly know? is man and that actually leads us to the next point Maine's secretary of state a woman because again this is all not biased this is not biased at all i mean she's never tweeted about how bad the January 6th event was and how history is going to foretell oh, of course how not. bad our president is. And she's never those. taken pictures with Obama and Biden yeah. and all these it, guys, but it, doesn't have pictures of Trump in them. It, I mean, it's completely, several times. completely unbiased yes, what she totally. did. This was all about insurrection, which he hasn't been tried or uh, convicted for yet. She, she is an upholder of the Constitution. Yes, because it's Maine is a bastion of holding up the Constitution. It's the Constitution. Shanna, Shanna, Shanna? Is it? Shanna, Shanna, Is it Shanna? Because Shana, it's not Sheena. Shanna, Shanna. Sheena. Maybe Sheena. She, she shouldn't work for Maine Shana. anymore. That's how it's spelled. Shanna, Sheena Bellows. Decided to get her name in the papers by removing Trump from the ballot. She determined that this primary petition is invalid because he, like, totally started an insurrection. We're on this email <laughs> thing, right? Postmillennial.com reports Bellows in the decision said that she carefully considered the arguments Pro I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she sat down <laughs> and, and just delineated. She, she held her head in thought. Can we, going, just, can we go I, Scottish? I just go for it. I sat down with a point and considered <laughs> all these arguments. I don't even know. I sound Australian, you, actually. You had it, and then it yeah, went kind Aussie. of British Aussie. Dang. I, I'm always petrified of the scottish and the irish because i know how quickly i'll fall into british <laughs> but it was a good try sat down with a paint and said see it's a good start that was a good start to it she really delineated these arguments she, she thought she hard about whether whether she should humble herself as a servant of the, the people, people and the Constitution and, and defend the rights of the people and the Constitution by taking that evil, bad, awful man off the ballot. In the case, and took her role extremely seriously. Written in the decision and part of Bellow's reasoning for all the ruling was that the applicability of the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment does not turn on whether an office seeker has been convicted of a crime. Dang, that's Ooh, dangerous. Boy. That boy, what a what a destruction of the constitution. What a valuable statement to make. Because now you can consider anyone an insurrectionist. Exactly. And who made you that arbiter? If the law doesn't convict them, that means they're not sufficient or insufficient. Now, if they were and they aren't convicted by law, that's between them and God. And God'll get them. But now you've moved into the world of judge of character now. That's what you've done here. And that should First off, it's Maine, and they're nuts anyways in a oh, lot of ways, yeah. and so is California, and so is Colorado, and all these other places. That's why we need to be in those states. That's why we're, we're a part of those. But what you've said is exactly the, the article I tried to find, and I couldn't find it, and here it is. This is exactly what they want to turn into. They're going to do this with veterans mm. eventually, saying they shouldn't own guns because these guys come back from war, and they're mentally unstable. I'm telling you. Yep. If we don't stop this mess, this is what's going to happen. They're going to do it to Christians eventually because we're judgmental and now we're hate speech and all these other things. And we're aligned they're going to determine with the Republican what, Party and conservatives right. and Trump. What yeah. they're going to say is everything we say is hate speech that does not affirm their agenda. What she's doing here is basically saying he doesn't need to be convicted. We know he did it. 
Talk about guilty before tried. Bro, that is a, that is a perversion of the law. That is not the oath you swore to uphold and protect. We are, we're not guilty till proven innocent. We're innocent till proven guilty. Again, this is what's so crazy about these people that think they're God. Uh-huh. They truly do think that... We were just watching a video just a minute ago. They tore down the BLM garden in uh, Chaz in Seattle. <laughs> oh, dear. And she's all like... The government, you know, the government... She, just, she literally said this. The government has the power to... What is it? Build Destroy and, and create. And Mike right away said... She thinks government is God, and that's the problem with these people. They yep. think government is God. They literally think that government is God, that if Trump gets in office, he's going to fix everything, that if this woman can just arbitrarily create law out of thin air, that judges can legislate from the bench, and it's not even the case. And right. every single comment we get on YouTube, they don't understand the role of government. No, they think government is there to provide for Exactly. Them. So when they say, well, the Constitution this, and you're not even understanding that right, and this and that, all I'm saying is, and all I've ever said in these videos, in your videos, the government was only there to perpetuate liberty, not get involved in your lives. And they call us stupid for that. Yeah. Governments were instituted among men to secure these rights. Dude, right? Yeah. So... Bellow stated her only obligation is to the asset uh, is to assess the record before her and make a determination based on the preponderance of the evidence. Did you notice Ooh. she she just stated she is the judge of the case, which she's not. She is the judge and the jury of the case. Keep going, and she also needed to determine whether or not Trump engaged in insurrection. The best part. <laughs> she she basically seized power and wrote in a brand new non-judicial <coughs> administrative procedure for this. She came up with it herself in order to, you know, uphold the Constitution. So mind you, she was never elected, popularly elected statewide, but she was sure to say how basically rules of evidence don't apply. She basically said in her write-up on this whole thing, well, if it's good enough for the J6 report, it's good enough for me. You've written legislation... Which is not You've, your duty. Not your duty. You have no constitutional authority in the state of Maryland. Look, or I'm sorry, Maine. Look it up. No constitutional authority for her to make law out of thin exactly. air. Exactly. Take judges out of this. Exactly. So she's just determined she is all three branches of the government combined. She's a dictator. This is this is called this is called removal, impeachment, anything like that. As a matter of fact, those who destroy the law like that should be arrested. And I'm yes. calling for it. I'm calling for the arrest of it. And maybe we need to do something. I don't know yet. We, I, I'm, I'm, I saw this yesterday, and I'm thinking, yeah. what the heck? If we got any friends in Maine, let's talk. Let's it, do it. Maybe there needs to be a movement of she needs to be a re arrested. arrested. She's for, breaking the law. That's yeah. insurrection itself. <laughs> that is literally insurrection. You're turning That's the law so against its own That's people. Good. That's good. You You're didn't right. even follow protocol. You just created protocol. You can't do that. Right. Where did the Senate uh, and, and, the, and the House come together and say, hey, we're going to do this? Secretary of State should determine who's on the ballot or not. What? 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 Now, not only that, create basically what she said here. She seized power and wrote in a brand new non-judicial administrative procedure. Yeah. No, no, no oversight. No oversight. You're just doing this. That's just like the emergency powers acts that Jeez, bro, they put into scary. place. Remember Whitmer? She's just like, oh, well, court ruled that this one ends. Fine. I'll just institute a new one. It's mental. These people are mental. It, it does 
it makes sense, but it does not make sense at the same time. It's Actually, like how these people yeah. can get away with it. That's what doesn't make sense to me. Right. Is that people are not coming out in droves to say, uh, you should be arrested. You're you're breaking the law by breaking the procedures of how to do this. Legit. Breaking the law by creating law. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is these are the same people that say I'm doing this because I want to uphold the Constitution. Not even – literally, I'm trying to do the right thing and take my role extremely serious. What does she base it on? Right. What was her basis? Her And, and these people think I'm doing something – now, at the best of them, they think they're doing something good for their people or the nation. I guess. <laughs> at the best of them, the worst of them, I'll do a power grab and I'll do anything I can to make sure my I'm, political opponent does not get in office. I'd like to issue a challenge to her, and maybe she'll never see this. Maybe she will. Maybe she don't care. I don't care that you do care. Have you ever read Maine's state constitution and its preamble? Hmm. Because when you swear an oath to take office, you should probably know the job description and the role that you're doing. Right. And what you can and cannot do under the Constitution of its of Maine, right? Could you imagine the Secretary of State in the U.S. getting involved in elections like this? God, just suddenly telling a candidate, "Well, I think you committed insurrection, so you're not allowed to run." That sounds ludicrous. It does sound rightfully ludicrous. so. Now, on the other end of the spectrum. Argentina's president begins his reign of libertarian terror. Why? He just laid out a plan to fire 5,000 state employees. Now, these people got hired before he took office, and he's going to slash and burn. However, the decree, which was published in the official gazette, includes exceptions, such as in cases in which workers were hired as part of quotas regulated by law or other types of special protections, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, now the unions responded with, we're going to strike we're going to protect our people. And it, it, one of the things that this guy is talking about, he says, there's a discussion between the shock and gradual, gradualism, first of all, because experience shows that all gradualist programs end badly. And what he's saying here is there's a shock that has to happen. And unfortunately, people... Shock happens, and people aren't ready for it. When you need to make big changes, there's a reason to make those big changes, but the problem is everybody wants no pain. Dude. And so as soon as you get 5,000 employees are about to be fired, which is sad for the employees, but if you're that high value, you'll find another job. With, and I understand the union's like, I'm going to protect jobs at all costs, but anybody else who's outside of that union should stop for a second and think. If these people are so good at their job, so high value, have such skills that we need to protect them at all costs, can't they easily find a job outside the government? I just, yeah, I, <clears throat> what I'm really happy about is if Argentina has to be, because if, if you ever hear this Argentina president Dude, talk. this guy is crazy. He's crazy. In a good way. <laughs> he's, he's, he looks unhinged. He's a little off, but the policies are good yeah. as far as. And it's tough because I'm kind of running the line of Trump in a sense. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. And I'm not trying to say he's perfect or anything like that. But you see him and you hear him talk and you're like, liberty. 
He he's yes. about liberty. He's it, not about government intrusion. He's about getting government out of it. And now he says some pretty choice words. He's, he's passionate. He basically says he's basically called people dung. I mean, it, and you know, again, history will be foretold that we needed some of the crazies, some of the people who were mellow headed, yep, and some of the people who just fought. You know what I mean? And sometimes those crazy lines need to be pushed. You, you know, you got to have those people. Right. And if it was common tongue that liberty existed, we wouldn't need someone crazy. And I'm not calling him crazy. I'm saying we wouldn't need a crazy voice mm-hmm. like, a, like a Trump to say, hey, this isn't right. Right. We wouldn't need those if it was common tongue that liberty was here and available. Now, I'll say this. Him slashing is a huge step in the right direction. And I'll tell you why. It shows that the government didn't need to hire those 5,000 people right. if they can be easily gotten rid of. It shows that he actually cares about government and its role. It shows that to keep a fiscally responsible house is important. But people look at it as emotionalism right away. Yep. Did you see this Texas thing? This uh, Hispanic dude was on the floor, and he's like telling all the white buddies, you're my friend. Oh, I can't yeah. see my family now. I can't do this now. I can't believe you would rule this way. I can't believe you guys did this, and now I can't see my family. Your family, if you're truly a righteous man, should have done it the legal way. What, what are you supposed to do? What do, you, right. what do you say to that? They're looking at it as an emotional thing, not as a lawful thing. That is a dangerous way to do law. When law is created by emotion, all you've done was alienate instead of it being brought across the boards. The law against an illegal immigrant is not against them personally. It's about doing things lawfully, just like Maine. I just looked up the state constitution just because I wanted to. I wondered. You were smirking. I was smirking because of this. Uh, Article 3 of the Maine constitution, it's going to get into this point here. It says Section 2, Article 3, Distribution of Power, Section 2, to be kept separate. Watch this. There's only three distinct powers given. Three. And hers isn't one of them. Uh, legislative, executive, and judicial. She's just a part of one of those offices, right? No person or persons belonging to one of these departments shall exercise any of the powers properly belonging to either of others, except in the cases here and expressly directed or permitted. Who gave her the permission to create arbitrary law? Where does she have that? It says here no person can create something from another department. They can't just come in and take over like that. And she... If, if you want to get real clear lawsuit on this, she made a judgment restricting the right of a presidential candidate. Oof. That person has the right to be on the ballot unless through due process through the courts is found to be restricted from that right. You just made a judgment on somebody and didn't allow it to go through the courts. You broke your own constitution. Rebuttal, please. All right, you ready to get into the main I'm stuff? I'm ready. I'm ready to All go, right. dude. This is good. I'm, I'm so grateful. Well, quickly, this whole go immigration thing. <clears throat> what? How, how many are coming? I think you guys, a lot of you have seen this. How many are coming? Like 15, what was it? So uh, something like real, ten real to 15,000 a day. But it, uh, Daily Wire reports that only 250,000 migrant encounters were reported on the southern border in November. 250,000? In November. One month. One single month, a quarter of a million people encountered. Anyway, this is it, it. This is this is where let's just say it. 
I understand churches and pastors, church people. I get this a lot. You're preaching about God, or you're preaching about government in God's house. This isn't about government. This is about law and establishing law. If God creates law, therefore I have to follow that. There's going to be some of you that think we're theocrats or we're trying to create a, a theocracy or a theonomy. I don't agree with anything that forces God on somebody. I think we need men and women of integrity to uphold a piece of paper called the Constitution. That's all I'm after. And if you're keeping your word and your integrity shows, you will do that. If you're a compromiser, you'll see the opposite, which is what we've been seeing. To me, people can call themselves Christians all day long, and when they don't follow the Spirit of God, when they're not adhering to their oath, you have to ask yourself, were they truly converted? I'm not saying they're not Christian. I'm saying look at the fruit of their lives. Why is it people get into office or do these big things, and then this stuff happens? Could it be a momentary lapse of judgment? Maybe. But then there should be a blanket repentance of like, hey, man, I screwed that up. We screwed it up. But right? that never happens. And it never happens, actually. Just double down. They double down and justify Mm-hmm. And I think it was G- G- uh, John Owen that said this. I'm sorry, I got to get no, into this. Good, good. John Owen said this. There's two sins when one sin gets committed. The, the sin first and then the justification of that sin. He said there's two sins that get created with one, if that's what good. you do. I think that's right. That's and what happens here is we're not saying that Christians need to be involved in government to force God and religion on people. That's not what I'm after. Others may be able to do that and go do your thing. Because to me, liberty will always reign. Right, And you know what that means? Dangerousness. It means dangerousness. And what I mean by that is liberty is dangerous to give people the, 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 the ability to do it at, at what they want except to hurt, maim, or steal, which is biblical. You, you don't break the last six of the Ten Commandments. You don't, you don't go force yourself on somebody. You don't rape. You don't kill. You don't murder. You don't none of that stuff, okay? You don't steal from somebody. You don't strip somebody's rights. You don't have the right to go on their property and steal it. Right then, we have to do something about that. Liberty is real, so is the gospel. So, if you're a Christian, you want ethical people in those offices to do the right thing. And this dude was referencing last night. All the scriptures I read about government is God just says to obey him and pay taxes. I mean, it's like somebody made that argument. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the scriptures that deal with government are about obedience to government and pay taxes. And that's what's so dangerous is that we've allowed ourselves to be taken out of that sphere entirely. And not even challenged, yeah. not even saying, hey, maybe that's a sector we need to be involved in, right? And we took ourselves out of schools now, and, we, you know, and we're getting back in slowly, yeah. thank you, Jesus. But here we are at this point in time, and we're dealing with these issues, and we're saying, well, Jesus is coming back. I don't believe he's coming back when it gets bad. No. He's coming back no. when it's good. Right. When every nation says peace. That's, and that's something that people forget is, like, it's when... There's kind of this peace, peace sentiment. Yeah, and everybody's kind of flowing on the same track, right? I think one of the the biggest problems is you get a two prong attack on this whole thing. You get the Christians who say, "Well, we can't be involved in that. We can't do that because, well, Jesus is coming, and why bother?" Right? That's funny. He made us a steward. That's right, a steward of creation. Well, guess what? Law and government are part of that creation. Yeah, and if government rests on the shoulders <laughs> of Christ and we are the body of Christ, that means government rests on us. Right. We're the body of Christ. Right. So we should probably be fulfilling the calling of government, which has a righteous calling, 
Because of law. Because of law. They can't right? violate God's law. So you get the Christians who separate back from that because they don't understand their calling. You also get the people who anything that comes against what they want, they yell theocracy. You just want a theocracy. Seriously. Why? Because <clears throat> anything moral to you looks like religion. When it's their morality that's promoted, exactly. which is its own theocracy. But exactly. And so often, like we've talked about before, what it ends up being is vice. It ends up being desire. That's exactly and pleasure, it. Right? We've legalized vice. Exactly. So anything that looks like it limits or hinders the consumption of vice looks theocratic to somebody. That's exactly it. Because it looks moral. Yeah, they're saying that's not that's not liberty. Right. And it's like, look, I agree that that there are things that people do in their bedrooms. Okay, that's between you and God. I'm not going into a person's house. Like we legislate people shouldn't rob. And steal, but well, it, how many people in churches do that every day? And we're not exactly saying, "Are you stealing today?" And, and look at this agenda of stealing. Where where are we looking? At, we look at the system and look and where we it's be. going. Look where the right. system's going, right? So, California tends to be the 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 signal of where things are headed, right? Look what they've done in terms of theft. Look look what they've done, in, yeah. in terms of all of that. And look at what they're doing on the left in terms of illegal immigration. Right. Migrants, right? Oh, right. I think they, it's, it's this, this destruction of 100%. law and order because you say, you say that person from Guatemala or Honduras, they want a better life. They have yeah. a hard life. So we should forget the law. You see it as compassion. What you're actually doing is compromise because where's the line draw? Who do you hold back then? Who right. do you say no? You don't need to come to our country. Yeah, and look we at don't all, need you. Look at all those pictures of the people going. Where are the women and children? It's all men, right? And and there's a lot of argument to be made that a lot of them coming in now are like North Africa mm. and other countries, right? Not just. And it was funny. I, I, Marianne Williamson was on Tim Cast, and they were having this whole conversation, and she tried to make the argument. Well, it's it's. She made several dumb arguments, <laughs> and I give her credit because she was on it. Yeah, she was on there. She yeah, give she, her that. She walked into. I don't think she realized what she walked into because she was surrounded by like three or four people who knew what they were talking about, and you could tell she didn't. She knew Democrat talking points. I give her credit for for sticking it through, and and so no insult to Marianne Williamson, but. You had no clue what you were talking about because she was like, well, it's economic crisis. You know, it's our embargoes that we've put on like Venezuela and Cuba. And nobody said it, and I wish they would have. Yeah, but no, nobody's coming from those countries. You got very few people coming from Cuba and Venezuela. Yeah, they're coming. But where are the most of them coming from? If we're going to say Latin America, Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico. If we're going to say other countries, North Africa, Middle East, China, so your argument's moot. True. Right? Like, go ahead. And there's more, to me, more sanctions and embargoes on places like England and the UK and places like China, you know what I mean? And Russia, to me, right? But you don't see Russians flogging into the United States <laughs> in droves. You don't see Mexicans taking a boat to Russia and trying to cross no. the border. You don't see them going to China and trying to cross their border. You don't see him to go to Africa and see, you know what I mean, or the UK. Now there's illegal immigration happening in UK for sure. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not being stupid Especially here. Especially Europe with the whole open borders thing, you know, and and the migrant crisis. And you can see what's right? happening there. Yeah, dude. 
they, they call it assimilation, it but it's really destruction. What's what's happening in a lot of those cities? Anyways, I, what we're trying to make the point of is it's not about theocracy for us. It's not about forcing God on people. I'm just going back to what the founders wrote and established. And every single time in Scripture you saw people get involved in any kind of government is because they violated God's law. Law was never meant to break God's law. And William Blackstone said that. I'm telling you, there's something to it. It's not that we're forcing it, but you don't violate the Creator. That's why they wrote about Him. Right. You don't violate Him. And if if you want to go the completely secular humanistic route, think about the sensibility of laws that we have in place, such as border control. Yeah. Why? Because you want to have some some sense of who's walking into your country, just like you lock your doors on your uh-huh. house. You just, lock your doors for just a like, reason. Just like you have a password protection on your phones, and you get the Norton antivirus thing yeah. because you don't want anybody just scanning your computer. Nobody in this world would say, government, go ahead. Go ahead and look at my computer. Take Go go ahead and look at my pictures. Go yeah. ahead and look at... Nobody would do that. And yet we're saying, go ahead and come into the country, not check. That is stupid. And I think it's very short-sighted because I think there's a... a they feel a difference between... And they don't even realize they're doing this. A difference between passive security and active security. What I mean by that is they don't mind, oh, password, protect your phone. Because there's no individual actor coming against you. It's just kind of ethereal. It's passive. Oh, you should lock your doors. But then as soon as we go active, no, you can't have that gun. You you can't have that active protection. No, you can't have those borders because that's active protection against the people coming. That I want in, right? You know, there's yeah, I mean, there's there's this disconnected sense. I think it is. You're right, but 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 there are people who steal right off the internet, right? You know, right? And we, your credit card number gets stolen, and so then your bank refunds you the money, and they shut down the card, and it, it, it's become so commonplace that nobody goes, can we like, you know, bring in execution for people who steal credit card numbers or something like why do why do why do we just <laughs> accept ah oh, that's part of it and I, I know i'm being extreme but i think what frustrates me is we just accept it and we think well that's part yeah. of life that's part Truth. of doing business because you're so afraid to uphold the law because then you might actually see somebody suffer the consequences just like you were saying in texas on the on the house floor or whatever i won't be able to see my family isn't it funny that you want to compromise for your family breaking a law. Dude, and and that's okay. Is this really about family? You know, is this really about allowing family to do, you know, to, to come across and have a better life? Because at least when you did it the right way, there was a sense of I get why I'm coming here. I it's get a sense of pride. I wanna I wanna assimilate to a country that's given me a better opportunity. And when you come in without having to put the groundwork in. You know, it's funny, and I'm not I'm not I'm not equating the scripture to this, but the 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 analogy of it is is right, okay? When Jesus said, if you come in any other way, you come in as a thief or a robber, he says. If you come and try to come into the kingdom any other way, by any other means through the except through the door, you come in as a thief or a robber. Look at the analogy of it. I'm not trying to equate scripture to immigration. I'm not trying to do that. Look at the analogy of it. Why? Because you don't value the process of going through the door. You had to go in some other way. You had to figure out another way to get into the kingdom. 
or that place. And what happens is you don't value what it took the process to get through to be accepted in that place, to be, okay, you're a part of what we're doing. When Jesus said, come through me, I am the door, I am the vine, you are the branches, all that stuff, you can try to graft yourself in, but if you don't let him, the vine dresser, graft you in, you're going to be a poor attachment and you'll die. And so what happens is we're allowing people to come into the country, hear my heart. I'm not trying to equate salvation to a border crisis. I'm saying the analogy of it. Just think of the analogy, because Christ used parables to explain Scripture. I'm using this parable to explain this process, okay? So just don't don't try to take me out of context. I'm saying the process of coming into being American is very extensive. That is true. There's a reason it's extensive, because they want you to know what this country is about before you come in and try to assimilate. Because they want you to understand the way you did it over there, the reason you left there is different than why you're coming here. We don't want you to create the same thing you just left. And you understand we, what I'm saying? We don't believe people are going to do that, yet Scripture is full of a massive example of people not removing the land they just left. <sighs> why did the Israelites go through the wilderness for 40 years? Because they couldn't get Egypt out of their hearts, man. And Whew. you know, that's a good. You, see, this is allegorical. It totally is, and I love that image of the gate. Why? Because what Christ is saying is, if you jump over the fence, all you want is selfishly wanting the result that's in that oh. behind that gate. You have not humbled wow. yourself. To follow all, the process. All those people in here, for the most part, not saying every American's done this, but all the people within those gates have learned to build that that city, exactly. build that kingdom, build exactly. that thing. Now you're coming and trying to reap the fruits of not building. Exactly. Man, that's there, good. And that's that's a pride. And there are that's, plenty of leeches out there. Selfish. Exactly. And and I think that's why people who love what America has provided and respect and have humbled themselves before the the greatness of the nation and what it's providing out to them. Those people look at the other people who want to tear it down. They're like, you're insane. You are so selfish and prideful that you want to tear this nation down when it has given you and afforded you so much. Right, right. And what irks them is then they look at these masses of people who have done no self-reflection in terms of, what can I provide to this great yeah, nation? Truth. It's what can I get? Truth. I'm not saying those people aren't in the middle of this, but guess what? If you think, well, I'll just run over the border and, and get asylum, and I won't follow the laws, you just showed your disrespect totally. the first step you took over that border. That's right. You just proved where your heart is at. I think that's why you can respect people like the Young Turks. I don't agree with anything they're doing as far as their politics for the most part. I agree with their assessment of the issues in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, you know, homelessness is rampant. Um, people, they recognize problems. They recognize problems. I respect them for what they've built. That's a big thing that they've, they've built. Yeah. A big online audience. Yeah. I'm sure the revenue stream is great. All that stuff. You can respect that. What I don't agree with them on is how they want to fix the problems. But I respect what they've built. Because that takes work. It takes money. Mm -hmm. It takes risk. I'm in total, in, 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 I'm in total of uh, total respect of like, man, that takes a lot of work. However, 
the very thing they built, they're telling others, you don't have to build this way. Right. And you can become just as successful if you want to as me. And I think that's a poor way to do this. That's that's like the parent handing the keys for the Ferrari and say you're, to the sixteen year old. Yeah. You 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 tell your sixteen year old there's no rules, there's no borders, there's no boundaries. You live how you want to live, and I'll show up every once in a while. And then all of a sudden you give him the keys to your business. And he's never really fully put in the work, the sweat, the equity, the tears, understanding the employees, what it takes to hire, what it takes to fire, what it takes to run, how much investments, uh, how much uh, uh, net gain and net profit and loss and all these other things, balance sheets. Like there's so much that goes into a corporation, uh, finding people with integrity and character so they don't steal from you, especially right. at the top level. Like there's so many things like that. You give your kid these people who don't know really what you went through the keys and say, here you go, run the business. What are they going to do with it? And it happens so often. We don't even see it. They don't have the passion, the heart, the drive, the understanding of why you started it, and they eventually make it the way they want to make it. And you know what they end up doing? If they're real brats, they blame you. They blame you, the one who gave it to them, eventually. You didn't teach me. You weren't there. You weren't a part of my life. It, it, it happens so yeah. often. Yeah. Right. And it, it might be true that you weren't there and you didn't teach them and all that stuff, but you were the fool that gave them the keys. It's it's kind of funny how we tend to turn against those who have provided for us the most, right? And, and I'm not saying that's that's true across the board, but how funny that is that often we turn against those who provided to us. It's like, well, you didn't do enough, you didn't give enough, you were <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's like welfare recipients, man. Like you ever notice the government gives them so much a year, plus their state governments, and they're still pissed at government for not giving them enough? Yeah, you didn't do enough. That, it, Dude, that's a prime example. You, you hear that? That's a prime example. That's so good because you hear that so often from communities that they're looking to the government for more. And so then they get mad at their politicians because their politicians didn't give them enough. They're not doing anything for us. Shouldn't have to. Exactly. Shouldn't have to do so anything my job. for you. You should do it for yourself. Right. And Go find a sense of pride in yourself, man. A and sense of worth, work ethic. I I think you nailed it of one of the biggest issues of these people who are coming in the wrong way is they they haven't figured out the system, right? They haven't figured out how to appreciate where they're going, how to assimilate into that culture and those beliefs. And so they just bring what right. they had with them because you you can tell me, oh, no, no, they're leaving because they hate it. Yeah, but isn't it funny that they fall back on what they already know, how they're going to exactly. vote, what they're going to look for? 100%. Especially if you hand them $5,000 and you hand them a plane ticket, you hand them a cell phone. What have you just instructed them? I'll take care of you. That's right. You're big daddy now. And just listen to us. You know what I mean? And I think, too, the, the idea of them coming across is to show them what our law system is because, again, I've talked about this. My mother and, you know, and my dad had to learn law and, and, and structure and, and what the constitution says and did it the, the right founders way. they did all that un, seriously they did all that for this reason it showed my mother what it took to build the nation she was coming across the border to be a part of you see I, what i'm saying yeah that's good so so it's it's you're coming here because of its economic power you're coming here because of its hopefully reputation you're coming here because of prosperity. You're coming, and that's why people come. It's lust. They don't really come right. to be a part of something better in a lot of ways. I think back in the day it was like that, but a lot of the times now it's for greed, been, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and I know that's a harsh judgment, and, and if I'm wrong, someone can correct me, I suppose, but 
when they do that, all you're doing is coming for the benefit and the spoil of a country, but you don't understand what it took to get to this point. Now, have we made gross errors as a country? I think this is what's so stupid about YouTube comments and commentaries and, you know, even us doing it sometimes when people comment like, you know, the founders were slave owners, the founders were this, the fun, dude, <laughs> I, I just have to ask, name another country that has not failed and succeeded from that failure, right? Like, so America did have slave owners. Yes, it did. It did. You're right. Nobody has ever said or discounted the fact that these people own slaves. I've gotten this comment so many times. And one guy even said, I can't believe that you would actually entertain the idea that these slave owners could actually write something good. And I said to him in response, I've not gotten a response back. That means, I said, that you have never done anything evil in your life. So, And let's say that you did do something evil in your life, right? Let's say you did something totally heinous or, or you think, man, that's terrible. Like to me, abortion is heinous to me. I, I just don't like the, the, the idea. But should I discount everything you've said because you've done something wrong? Or should I learn from the wrong that you did, take the wisdom of what you said and say, man, that makes sense. And I think that's what happens. A lot of our founders, yes, there were some of them, and I shouldn't say a lot, there were some of them who were slave owners. There were some who did stupid things. Again, my favorite guy, John Adams, he was good. He was a little wild. He was good, but then all of a sudden starts to write things against the Constitution. That does not negate his impulse at that moment, to me, does not negate or destroy the fact that he was a wise guy. Solomon wrote three books of the Bible. Three, right? Three books of the Bible considered to be the wisest man and had a ton of wives and concubines and literally destroyed himself because of their gods. Should we negate Solomon's wisdom because he made some mistakes? Then everybody should shut up. Nobody should have a Facebook page. Nobody should have a ministry. Nobody should be a, a philosopher. Exactly right. Because anything you do, somebody might find abhorrent. It's, oh, yeah. You have probably lied. You've probably hated, more than likely, maybe stolen something at some point. You have done something important. Therefore, by this standard, by this metric, I cannot take as value anything you've ever said. Totally. So at that point, your comment is moot. You should not post your comments because you have sinned in your life. So therefore, I can't trust it. I can't trust anything you say. 100%. This, this is what drives me nuts about this whole argument is, well, they're not perfect, so why would yeah. we ever listen to them? Dude, dude you're show next. Me, show me your heroes. Show me your heroes. And then we'll pull the skeletons out of their closets so we can tear them down so that then you can't have them as heroes anymore. Dude, there's such a dichotomy on Martin Luther King. Right. He's a communist. He was womanizer, a liberty fighter. He was a womanizer. He was an adulterer. But then he was also a righteous man. Some said he did it. Some said he didn't do it. Some said he did. Some said he didn't do it. And I'm looking at this going, that dude, through all of his flaws, I, I think this, nope. is why the, this is why the Bible says, no, no, keep, keep I, I, with your point. <laughs> go ahead. What was your point? I, I was going to say, then we cannot listen to anything he said about equal rights. Ooh, We've got to get rid of all of that. Because he... Can't follow him. Because he possibly committed adultery. Some say he did. Some say he didn't. I don't know. Jury's out. Uh, some say he was a communist. Some say he wasn't. I don't Can't know. listen to him. Jury's out. We shouldn't listen at all to what he said. He, he, if he ever cheated on his wife, ever womanized at all, 
I Nobody's cannot, condoning this. Nobody's for it. Right. We're not saying it's good. What we're saying we should completely omit Erase everything him from he history. Said. Okay? I think this is why the Bible says, when someone sins, consider yourself, lest you also be tempted. Consider yourself, because... And you will be judged by the same standard that you buddy, judge others. Mike Bickle. What happened to Mike Bickle at IHOP? Kansas City. The whole oh, global yeah, organization. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get involved to what happened, because I don't really know. Many people are making judgments and comments, and me, many people, and they should. I think some some of the guys who are close there should say, you know, we need to do an investigation. I'm, I get it. I understand it. But, buddy, if we're not considering ourselves, we're, we, we should say, yes, fullest extent to the law. This should be prosecuted if something happened. I completely agree. I think that's right and good. However, on that same note, I think we should do all that. But you better be praying for this dude. There's a judge. My wife sent me this thing. I wish I could pull it up. There was a judge who was crying, handing down a sentence because of how severe the sentence was. Oof. I think that is the proper way to be a judge. That's humility. That's humility. It's like I now have you, you've the state, the authority. God has given me the authority to be a judge in this matter, and now I have to do this very severe sentence because of your heinousness. He actually, actually, he, and he started preaching. He started like literally talking scripture. He said, "You had plenty of opportunity and chances to repent, and all you've shown was pride." And he starts going into scripture, and I was like, "Ooh." And it was like, to watch that was so beautiful, was I tried to show you mercy. I tried to see if there was anything in you that was repentant, and you didn't show any of that. And now because of that, you show me you're not worth pardon. You're not worth mercy, because you wouldn't show mercy, because you wouldn't show humility. And it was probably one of the, one of the, one of the first times in a long time that I've seen, and I've seen it before, and there's plenty of stories uh, from the past, but it shows you the righteous judge of all the universe, the God of heaven. He shows us mercy every freaking day. And I'm scared about that, Mike. Because I never want to violate him, but I know in my heart, I'm nowhere close to where he wants me to be, and I'm trying. You strive for it. You want it. And I need him. And thank God that his blood, it's made me righteous. But still in my heart, I'm like, Lord, I'm so distant sometimes. I just feel distant from you, and I don't like that. And I think this is setting up Monday's podcast. Yeah, perfectly. It's, it's denying ourselves and not looking at a lens of emotion, but principle. And I know that's hard because people say, well, if you remove emotion, you remove mercy. No, mercy is not emotional. No. Mercy is spiritual. It's a spiritual thing. It's not an emotional thing. Compassion, to me, is emotional in a sense. Mercy is different. And these people trying to cross the border, the, the person from up in Maine uh, trying to take or tra- taking Trump off the ballot and creating law out of thin air, uh, people like Nikki Haley. I mean, <clears throat> I just don't see these people, especially Nikki Haley as a presidential candidate. I don't see Chris Christie as one. He's done too much to destroy his own word. Uh, and besides, he never has a good talking point. And it's not, I don't think he's a bad dude. I mean, I've never met him. I, I don't think he's nefarious or whatever, because he just doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me. But you're not ready to to, to, to stand on a, on, a, on a stump and say, I'm standing for liberty. Neither is Nikki That's, Haley. No. And, and they can say it. 
Yeah. And that's what Haley tried to do. And it, it yeah, it was a little bit mocking, but because it, she it comes off so yeah. horribly because it's so impersonal, because it's not her it's not her heart. It's what she knows sells well. Yeah, definitely. She was what she became a part of the board of Boeing or something like that when she the, I know she's connected with military contracting. Military contracting. So you see the interests and I don't know a person up in politics that doesn't have an interest right. aside from people who run for the house. Right. Senators have some interests, you know, stuff like that. And I don't want to say all of them, but some do. But house of representatives are pretty, pretty much the people. They, what do they have? Yeah. You know, they just going up there to the, the longer the you're best there, they can. longer you're there, the more connections you yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not all good, and they're you know not all evil. Hey, however, let's get back to this. I'm sorry. No. The the, okay. the idea is I'm trying to do the best I can with what I've been given, and people can nitpick me all, and I get it all the time, especially as a pastor. You get it. People nitpick. You understand that? Oh yeah. How I'm just telling you, I thank God that you nitpick me because that's not the standard that I'm going to be judged by from you you're going to be judged by that same standard. How you judge others. If I judge people by the law, I'll be held by the law. If I judge people by a constitution, by my own ego, I will be judged by that very thing. God will say, you've literally destroyed. And I'm saying, with the migrant crisis and all these other things, don't look at this as emotional. Don't fall into the emotions of it. Fall into the principle of it. And don't hate them. Let's figure out a way to love them. And I think that's more important than anything. And and to round that out, to conclude that, because I think that's a really good point. Marianne Williamson was trying to argue that it's it's racism that doesn't want these people here. And and I was thinking about it while we were talking, it was like, no, that's not true. Now, I get it. Racism has has made its way through the nation. Sure. Every, every time a new group comes, there's sure. an out group. Head ready to, head. to pounce, yeah, yeah. Right? ready to pounce. But I think you're actually exacerbating the issue by allowing this to happen. Right. I think we've kind of gotten past the whole, oh, they're Mexican, right? Like, it, yeah, sure, it's still in little pockets, but you're actually exacerbating it by not making these people go through the proper channels because yeah. those people who are watching it are going, they can just waltz in, break the law, and they get handed $5,000 which makes them then hate that group again. If you wouldn't do that, and you would uphold the law, and you say, we're going to hold them to the same standard we hold you to, they'll go through the proper yep. channels, and then they'll be a part of this nation, I think you would see a lot right. less hatred every, and division. Every, every labor-intensive business in America wants illegal immigration to happen. So hire them cheap. Yeah. And the, that's just truth. Construction is replete with... Hispanic <laughs> Hispanics. cultures. Why? Because Latin they'll cultures, work for cheaper... Say. And, and they'll do the work, and you get into a whole cultural issue in terms of white boys growing up. They don't want to do hard labor anymore. It, hmm. 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 Anyways. All right. Thank you very what? much, guys, for watching. We appreciate it. We hope you got something out of this. Yeah, something. By us racist, homophobic, sexist. Mexicans. Mexicans. I'm... I'm I'm a white Mexican, apparently, by the media. And and I'm a white Mexican, too, somehow. <laughs> yes, it's a very, very Mexican name, Sonneveld, you know. All right, you guys have a great day. Miguel. <laughs> Miguel. Sonnevelto. <laughs> have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Love you all. Bye. Bye.